What do you think of uh, Backdoor Modern Vintage, Marisol? <gasps> oh. What was your first thought when you got it? I was like, when whoa. You stepped into the door. In the door, what did you think? Well, yeah, I was like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff. And then you showed me the back, and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think there was an extra back with like so much stuff. There's so much stuff here. So it's interesting. Yeah. Tell me about your outfit. What does it make you feel? I feel very groovy, very like hippie cowgirl kind of with the leather, which okay. it's kind of cute. So, yeah. Is that something that uh, you would normally wear on a night out? No. Not at all? No, but it's, uh, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, it's fine. Like just trying to like experiment with new things. So, yeah. So. What's the most uh, unique place you have ever like conducted an interview at? In my career? Yeah. Mm. Honestly, I don't really know. Because everything has been very, like, standard. Like, if we have to record an interview, sometimes we're outside in the heat, under a tree. I did record, like, a Border Patrol agent kind of close to the border. So maybe that's, like, kind of something, I don't know, not a lot of people do. But other than that, we're usually, like, at, like, office places and stuff. Have you ever done anything dangerous? Dangerous? Like, like, with a snake or, like, a pig. Or anything kind of wild animal? That, like, what? Like, really. Anything that gave you fear? <gasps> oh, I guess maybe stingrays. I'm kind of a oh little scared gosh, of awesome. stingrays. But I touched a stingray and I was like, okay. Like at the zoo? I don't know. For me, I'm like, Ugh. And I don't really like to touch fish. So I'm like, a stingray is technically not a fish. But I don't know. It's kind of like. Well, there's tons of them in the, in the laguna, oh, in, the, yeah. in the Gulf. And it's funny because you step on them and they twirl their tail and they sting you. Yeah, that's what I'm you, kind of afraid of. Do you know any of. friends like that? Ah, I'm oh, just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but that's like really cool because most people won't, you know, when it comes to animals and interviews, that's like when they're like, ah, uh, no. What was that yeah. guy that, that passed away because of a stingray? Uh, Steve Irwin. There you go. Once that happened, I hated stingrays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the whole world hated stingrays after I that. I know, it was so sad. Yeah. Uh, when did you graduate? 2019? 2019, yeah. So were you working during like the pandemic, like when everything was shut down? Yes, yeah. That's kind of when I guess like more, I became more familiarized already. So it was already like my main time to shine, but during a pandemic, unfortunately. And what was that like? It was like, like, did people not want to get close to you? Or I, I think I saw like a reporter use like a broom to carry the mic, like yeah, something really used, long. A we pole. used mic extenders. We were masked up. Some people, even though it was the middle of the pandemic, they still wanted to like be up close and talk to us. And we were like, no, we have a protocol. We have to like do all of our interviews kind of like six feet apart. And we would have our mic extenders or sometimes we would just like prop up the microphone and people would just be standing there. We're standing six feet away. So they were just like, kind of like already stationed to talk. And yeah, so, but it was interesting. It was really interesting. Was yeah. there anybody that was like really rude to you or any experiences like that? Mm, like in my whole well, reporting career? Well, I think mostly 2020, cause that's when the pandemic was happening. And then also all the civil rights movement, Black Lives Matter. Like, I feel like everyone was like, on a on a whole other level mm -hmm. during during the pandemic. That's true. Uh, honestly, though, no, I haven't really had anybody that's been rude. Thankfully, no. Nice. There have been more, I guess, um, like 
the how do you say the ratio of rude people versus like um people who are nice was more like the the nice ratio over like people who are rude nice. so yeah good good and i was gonna ask you what's like your uh dream interview or like your your dream uh, report I don't know like is there any such thing like that well maybe it would have to be with somebody like um, somebody who's really relatable that's like oh like if I were to get the opportunity to like sit them in front of an interview and try and get them to feel comfortable I would love to like interview someone like Megan the Stallion or like maybe uh. like Maybe do a Lipa because you know those types of girls. Cardi B also too. Yeah, like they're really like down to earth girls and like, yeah. Because it's like even though I'm even though I live over here in the valley, like I'm so far away from like Hollywood or wherever, Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah. Um, it's like oh man, like you can feel like the, the how do you say it? like familiarity, familiarity uh -huh. of like being like oh yeah like. If I were to just see them on the street, I would totally be like, hey, what's up? Like, we love you, like, and respect to you. You know, it's just kind of uh -huh. like something real chill. Yeah. Um, so m mostly music uh, celebrities, right? I think music celebrities, yeah. Some actors also, too. Um, probably someone like, um, what's her name? Um, the one who came out in Midsommar. Also, um, Florence Pugh, that's her name. Oh, Florence yes, Pugh, yes. she's, she's she a cutie. Zendaya, of course. Zendaya, like Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah, Zendaya. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, and Tom, <laughs> too. Yeah, respect to those people. Yes, <laughs> Love them. of course, yeah. of course. Um, do you think that uh, a Grammy is something that you're, or what, not a Grammy, what is that called? The Emmy, the award, right, mm -hmm. that reporters get? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're striving to accomplish, like get an Emmy or get two or get three or get four? I think, yeah, I would love to have an Emmy because I don't have an Emmy yet, but I know people who do have Emmys. And yeah, I think it would be really cool to get one eventually for like reporting or I think you can also get it with shows, right? I think with producing shows or stuff like that. So I think there's like different categories, right? I think so. Yeah. So something like that. I'm like, oh, I would love to at least have something like that. So. What's what's the what's the category that you would want to be uh, the winner for? I think reporting would be fun, would be something cool, something like whatever is attainable for me, I think it would be cool. Eventually, maybe it would be really cool to, of course, have the bigger, the mm. bigger award. Right, I don't right. know for what, but I would love it. Yeah. So, but yeah. When did you first discover that you liked reporting? Like, do you recall or was it something that you just stumbled upon? I guess it was something that I stumbled upon because initially when I went into college and like my whole life, I was always like, okay, film, TV and radio. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to like make movies. I want to act. I want to, you know, like be in that, in that era, in that, in that department. Yeah. But um, in college when, yeah, new TRGV, at, at the time there wasn't like a separation between like regular theater and like TV film. I think now they do have it. But before when I was in there, I had to like take like some theater. Well, which which is fine. I like the acting part, but the other part, the part that I wasn't really too fond of was the like lighting classes and other oh, kind yeah. of technical like maybe costume design. But I didn't get costume design. That probably would have been further down 
mm-hmm. my path or if I were to pursue that. But with the lighting, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I was like, yeah, so, it was yeah. a lot of technical stuff, right? Yeah. So let me go with the more professional side of what I like to do, but let me just try it out. And then that's where I found out, oh, okay, reporting maybe is something like an option. And I'm like, okay, like I can do that. It's kind of something of like me putting myself out there, like kind of a little bit with the acting, not really like acting like, oh, you know, I'm going to pretend to yeah. be. But it's like putting myself out there, like putting my character to be mm-hmm. this type of person. I was like, yeah, okay, reporting is something. And, and in the world of reporting, is there like any type of story that is more popular than than others? Like, I don't know if you've seen that movie called um, Nightcrawler mm-hmm. with Jake Gyllenhaal, where he's literally like driving around town during the night, like night crawling, and he's trying to get like footage of like the stories. worst yeah is that is that true like uh no, that when i watched that movie i did watch that movie but i was so annoyed with it because i was like this is so ugly and so toxic probably that's probably the way of how reporting was but way back then probably when people are super desperate right now it's not it's not like that at all like currently like like we're not trying to go out and be like if it bleeds it leads like <laughs> let's go like try and see if we can find a murder or something right here no no it's like oh no yeah i think i i don't know some some news stations might kind of have that mindset but that like i said that's like an old old way like super like ranchero like pistol whipping like yeah, yeah, are you gonna school. tell me the truth i'm not gonna tell you the truth then okay you know like bam bam yeah, yeah. old fight. westerns old westerns yeah. Yeah, yeah so what is it like now I think, um, well, I've only been on one news station, but the way that Which it is, one? Shout out. Which one? Yes. Shout out to KRGV TV, Channel 5 News in Westlaco. Yeah, look where yeah. she's at now. And I'm here. I'm working with UTRGV now as a multimedia journalist. Is that Same thing. your goal? Like, do you want to be, like, a news reporter? I have, I was, I've already been a news reporter. Like, what, is, yeah. what do you want to do? Let's have the checklist. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No. So you want to do, like, uh, marketing with... Like, yeah, I think, marketing? yeah. I think probably something in marketing. I don't, I'm not too sure yet what the end overall goal is, but it's like whatever I'm good at, I'll put myself there and I'll just see where. You can where report I go. live from Backdoor Modern Vintage. That's yes. true. I can. I can. I'm gonna hire you to be the MC for my next fashion show. Oh, that would be Ooh. cute. Yeah. I think I have I MC'd before. I've kind of MC'd before. I feel like you have. I think I MC'd somewhere, but I forgot where. Yeah. But yeah, I've MC'd. Yeah. So, and uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, so. Um, you they're they're more nicer now right yes they're more nicer so um the process now for i think your news reporting it's more like and there are places where it's probably even more um like their their game is way higher now but the way that it goes generally is everybody comes in to the office or to the news station there's a pitch meeting everybody's like kind of pitching on their board or there's like some type of pitch meeting where everyone's together like this is what i'm going to work on this is what i'm going to pursue does anybody like my news directors does anybody think i should like try and find out about this this um like news thing that we heard from mm-hmm. this t- side of town or whatever mm-hmm. like should i go out there today and go check it out or you know yeah yeah um and then after that, everybody just goes on their way. And then before before the time, the deadlines and everything, um, everybody comes in, makes sure that they have all of their set, their stuff set. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And then it makes slot or sometimes you have to report live to do mm-hmm. like the intro and the outro for it for your package, mm-hmm. your news package. Um, but yeah. 
but it's no longer oh yeah so with contacts and stuff like that it's no longer yeah. like give me like you know tell me all of this it's more like you inquire early like hi you know i'm doing this report today um we're trying to get it before this deadline so let me know if it would be possible or if not even maybe if you can give me this information some other time then you know that's how we can nice. go about it and then so then it's up to the the outside entity to respond back yeah. and be like yes we can or no we can or what are you talking about and then yeah, that's where yeah. you find out it's like oh do i have to be more like kind of be more firm or do i have to you know just like give them support of like telling them what they need to do like oh yeah you know this is what you know nice. this is what we're doing it's not you know we're just getting information or we want to get you on camera you know and then that's where that's nice. where you find out everything and do you have to like do everything by yourself like put the tripod put the camera put the lighting if there's light required right yes. and then do you have to like memorize the script that you write like do you do all that by yourself so well when i was at channel five i didn't have to manually put up um i didn't have to mmj by myself what is mmj mmj is multimedia journalism or journalist okay. so that's what they call um that means like putting everything together like yeah camera, but by yourself know. yeah okay. so that's they kind of use it a, lo a little loosely in the news world where like oh yeah i'm an mmj it's like okay then that that signifies that you do everything but by yourself like you edit yeah. you put up your camera and everything and it's all by yourself but that in the news world but like in reality i mean i think it's like anybody can kind of be like it just means that you're multimedia savvy so right, right um but what about the remembering of all that script that you're writing do you still have to remember it yes because i've seen it behind the scenes where you're like remember trying to remember the the script right yes so that yes that is true like for lives and stuff i mean you can have your phone or like your notes with like your intro and your outro so like the news station is gonna like put their camera on you or they're gonna put the signal to your camera so they can see you and then you're the one that has to like say your intro and then they roll your package back you know back at the station and then they cut back to you on tv and you have to say your outro also and sign off so but yes you did i mean you didn't have to necessarily memorize you could kind of uh -huh. like still look down get away with that a little bit just as long as it looks good on camera so mm. and that you don't like mess up on camera nice. when you're live yeah so there's also one thing i remember so much about news reporters from like just pop culture which is the voice like yeah. there's this stigma or i don't know what the proper way of calling it but there's this thing where reporters have to use a certain voice kind of. um when they're giving the news is that still the case i think now it's kind of like it's kind of loosely been Because there's not, there's not, when I was there, nobody told me I have to have a set, like, voice. Yeah. It was kind of more like I just developed it so it can sound more like storytelling. Um, I guess as long as they're understanding what you're saying and pronunciating and yeah. all that, right? Yeah. Just as long as you could, as people are able to understand you um, and you're not monotone, of course, then I think other than that, it, like, you're okay. I don't know about back then or at other news stations, but... Um, Yeah, at Channel 5, it was kind of more like we just, they, they kind of helped us to like, oh, yeah, you know, kind of like take your pauses. Don't, you know, read some, don't, don't read so fast. Like, you know, like take a break, take a quick mm -hmm. breath and then, you know, 
-hmm. But there wasn't really like any type of voice diction that we had to like, oh, like you have to sound like this. Yeah. If there's somebody who is going to college for the first time, maybe it's their first week uh, or their first year, and they're thinking about going into reporting or multimedia news or anything like that, what's maybe like two or three things that you think are necessary for them to succeed in, in this career choice? 100%. Um, like, first thing, of course, is to get started early and make sure you develop your, your voice, make all of the mistakes in college. That way you'll be ready to go when you're looking for your first official gig outside of college or, you know, or your next couple of gigs. So make mistakes. Make yes, lots of make mistakes. Make mistakes in college, 100%. Like, Get involved with your college TV station, um, or if you guys don't have one, like a club or anything, just kind of putting yourself, or even, you know, you kind of taking your own initiative to like, just find whatever's going on in your area and put together your own like little, maybe newscast or your own little like package. Because also another thing in multimedia that's very important that everyone needs to have, that not many people know they need to do, is they need to have a, a multimedia, reel or like a reporting reel yeah, the one you sent me right yes i send you yes a couple so yeah so even out of straight out of college like you kind of need to have one of those so that way you can find a job and because if you if you're able if you're you graduated from college and you're like oh i want to be a reporter and they're like okay what's your where's your like reel yeah. what's and your you're vibe like, and you're like oh i don't have one like i did you know i did this in college or whatever and they're like oh well don't talk to us until you send us yeah, one. We need proof. Yeah, we need proof. Yeah, we need to see like no, your package. Anybody can say that they're <laughs> experienced, right? Yeah. And even then also you kind of, there's kind of also like another like stigma that you have to have a degree in broadcast to, to get into it, but you don't really necessarily do. It's kind of just like, it just helps more with like certifications and stuff like that, just so they can feel more comfortable about hiring you, but you don't have to necessarily be like, um, a reporting degree or anything oh, like you can that. still send there have been some people in news that um well i know over at channel five they had someone who i think he was very popular back then his name was john bartell and they would tell us that like the the people who've worked there would tell us that he didn't really have that much reporting experience but he still like kind of went through it his personality he got coached yeah alex the guy alex which alex, alex trevino I went to college with Alex Trevino and he was started in the Valley and now he works, in, he works CNN. now for CNN. There have so, been a couple, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Whoa. There's an Alex And he, you know, he wasn't that smart because he copied everything from me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know Spanish very well. He was oh, in my yeah. Spanish class. But hey, it just depends how you, you know, you carry yourself and you can, like they always say, fake it till you make it, right? And then when you're there, that's you just true. copy everybody. And then you fit in. Yeah, that's true. Another thing, yeah, is fake, faking it till you make it is also another thing that it's like, if you don't have the the confidence within yourself, if you kind of fake that confidence, you'll be able, you will be well, able to Well, it. eventually, it's like when you when you do something so much, it becomes something normal and natural. Yeah, normal. And then you like, then you adapt. It's like, you know, the, the, the human species. You yeah. Know? The same thing with people. So that's why they say fake it till you make it. But that's actually... It, it's like it actually works. the entrepreneurs yeah all the entrepreneurs they always say something about that you know like how they started it and, and it's like kind of like you're telling yourself you want this and you and you you making it happen 
Hello. Somebody at the door? <laughs> Mr. Rogers is here. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. It's almost Halloween. Um, yeah, it's almost Halloween. Uh, so then you were saying make a lot of mistakes, make a reel. What else? Uh, be involved wherever you can if there's like clubs or, or a college TV station. Um, Internships also too help because it is nice to like see it for yourself firsthand like if it's something that you really want to get into and also well to understand because some things they don't really teach you in college that you learn only whenever you're in the industry so getting that experience like shown to you firsthand early is also another good thing because yeah yeah there are a lot of people that I know that kind of they, they wanted to get into it um and then they saw what they had to do and they're like kind of freaked out about it and they were getting like a lot of, very anxious and stuff and it's like no no like following guidelines or what, or what um, do you mean? yeah guidelines and also like kind of the kind of a bit of i guess of like the way that everybody works um like how a news team works it can maybe be a little overpowering because they're not going to sit down with you like how they do in college, you know, to kind of guide you. It's kind of like fast paced a bit. Like everybody's everybody knows what they need to do and they're like on their way to do it. And they don't have time to really like stop and explain. Yeah, yeah. Some they people expect, do. They but expect you to. Yeah. They want everybody to like kind of make sure that it sticks. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, and then when it comes to making that real. Is that the proper way of, of saying it? Mm -hmm. Like a demo reel? Yeah, like a, or, yeah, demo reel. A news reel? A reporting reel, like a, a reporting reel or an anchor reel. Is there a certain guideline that they have to follow? Like how long or what, what should someone put in there for no. people to, when they see it, they're like, okay, I'm going to call this person. It's kind of more about like making sure that whoever watches it will be entertained with it. Um, you don't have to, there's not really a guideline, but it's kind of like, make sure it's not like an hour long, of course. Like maybe the way that I remembered it, but also you can look at other, like um, other uh, people who are putting their reels up on YouTube and just kind of like copy their style. Um, so kind of like ranges between 10, 12 minutes long. Um, Damn, that's long. Or, or some people nowadays, I've, I've kind of like, you know, searched things up just to kind of see what's going on in like the news world. Some people only have it up to five minutes or six minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but the, so like kind of the general way that you want to go about it is like maybe for the first minute or first 30 seconds have like your, your like best. your, your quick, your standups, your, your standups, things that. What that, are standups for those that might not know? Stand-ups is whenever you are in front of the camera and you're standing up. No, I'm just kidding. But, well, I guess, right? Yeah, okay. um, but, yeah, but basically, like, yeah, you're in front of the camera. Wait, wait, are you ever sitting down? Uh, you could be for maybe, like, some type of stand-up if you're, like, trying to do, like, a show-and-tell. Like stand-up comedy or what? Because <laughs> I really want to think about, like, if I want to be in stand-up comedy, you have to stand up or you have to sit down <laughs> doing comedy because people don't laugh at people sitting down doing comedy. Yeah, that's true. But... No, it's true. It's because I hardly ever see someone, like, sitting down for... Only if if they're, like, at a computer. I've seen some people where they're oh, sitting yeah, at yeah, a computer yeah. and they're like, take a look at this. And it's, you know... Oh, yeah, and you're, right, you're right. Yeah. yeah they're, like, something like that. But mainly... Like guess, an interactive type of thing. Yeah, it's, like, basically showing all of your best show and tells in the beginning of the reel. Oh. Okay. So what do you... Like, how do y'all get your stories? Do y'all, like, do, do people call you or do you all research or... How does that work? So she said right now that they get in a group... Right, uh -huh. and then and then everyone votes like 
Oh. Hey, this is going on. We should it's, talk. It's like a mediocrity thing. You got to be able to. Like a pitch. Yeah, like a pitch. Like in suit, say, they say, well, we don't want to take this case. Well, this case is too risky. We might lose it. Or that's kind of boring. Yeah, they, and yeah, that's true. So even if you pitch something, they can shoot it down. So then oh. that can be also, that's where some some people who are trying to get into the industry, they're like, oh, what is that? Like, why? You know, it, it can kind of be a little like, whoa, like scary for them at first. Okay, I have a question. If you had to do a, um, a story about backdoor modern vintage, what would you... Uh, talk about what would be the talking points i think it would be of course asking the owner about where she got the idea from like 100 where did she get the idea from why is there so much stuff like what's her meaning behind having so much stuff <laughs> well that's not what they say when they go to ross oh there's so much stuff in here but like you know the vision for it like if she's copying like a certain style or anything um also i guess like what and then another good question if you know i was doing a story about it it's like what she wants her customers or whoever like drives by what she wants them to feel or what she wants them to be like their takeaway from it so What's yeah your? well let me answer those questions while we're here yeah let's do it okay so basically i did i didn't have the i didn't find this business it found me um i started about 20 years ago basically i would i started collecting vintage clothing when i was 15 years old and I just collected it up and I didn't want to wear normal clothes. I always wanted to wear vintage because everyone always wore normal clothes. And I always saw like normal clothes is like kind of boring. The materials and the textiles, everything's like, oh, it, it ruins, it fades, it tears. And then plus, why do you want to wear something everybody's wearing, you know? So when I was growing up, my mom never let me pick my own clothes for for school. She would just go and she would sew all my clothes for me. And then she dressed me like Little House on the Prairie pretty much. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, I had no choice, you know, at that point, you know. And so when I grad when I when I went out into the to the world and I studied in school, like the first thing I did was, you know, cut my hair short and tear up some jeans and so I've always been kind of like a designer. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, so when I started collecting all the clothes, I started doing a lot of charities, uh, you know, Casa, Casa Lidia, Angels of Love, Mujeres Unidas. I work with a lot of charities and I donate like a, like an item for an auction and I would always dress up. So people were like, hey, you know, so I ended up just getting a store and, and, and I went now it, it came and evolved from just vintage clothes to mid-century modern furniture, art, and so I mix kind of all of it together, kind of like Andy Warhol. It's 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 like a dual, duplistic. There's no, it's a mini hats thing. But yes, um, it does take people into a nostalgia. Like, oh, I saw that, that reminds me of my grandma, or it's something, you know, different. The time machine. It's a time machine, machine. yeah. You come in and you're like, oh, wow. Like, art. what was your first impression? Well, I told Carlos earlier, I was like, oh, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff here. I was like, whoa. But then it's like a lot of stuff, but like in, our, in an artistic way. Kind it's a of, lot yeah. to take in it's at first. It's organized stuff. Yeah. 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 When, I first, cool. when I first came, I thought it was a lot of stuff, too. But it's like a lot to take in. And then as you're like spend more time here you get to appreciate like every little detail Your understanding everything the, the here vision. has a story to it why i got it or why it's here it just yeah it has a yeah. story like um 
I, I mean, I'm a vessel of God. I, God tells me, go and buy this from this person on Lego or go buy this at a garage, if I see a garage sale. Mm-hmm. And then the little lady's telling me all this stuff and I'm like, oh, you know, here you go. Let me help you for the dialysis or you need medication, whatever. So it ended up being kind of like mm-hmm. one of those things that everything that I make here, it goes straight to help somebody. And that is why God has blessed me. You know, with with more skills yeah. and knowledge and and passion and design and all of that. So, I really have you know a lot of ladies that that will vouch for me that I've you know helped them helped. along yeah. the way. But nice. Yeah. Yeah, you should totally bring your your family here, Marisol. It's it's yeah. something like it's kind of. My ther- mom would want to buy everything. <laughs> it's very therapeutic. You don't have to buy anything. You could just come and hang out. Like and, a museum. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's also another feel that I kind of got with it, too. Um, whenever I first walked in here, it's like a lot of stuff, but then like an artistic vision. And then also, oh, let me look around and yeah, see yeah, like yeah. A, like in a museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And then you have the La Chilindrina right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my uh, nickname in high school. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, you would cry a lot of it. No, I just always had my buttons wrong. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like real kind of like so, so sort of like one of those comedians, and when I wasn't that funny, class clown or what? Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's it, class clown, chilindrina. Class clown. Oh. So yeah, I was always making everybody laugh all the time. Still, I mean, you still are. Still to this day. All the, the time. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't leave. Um, so one thing I did want to ask you: currently, you're at UTRGV. They're currently trying to become like really well known. Like their tagline is like the future of Texas. Like, what do you have to say to the people that are that might be thinking like, oh, why do I want to stay at UTRGV? Like, why don't I go out of state? Like, is there a reason why someone should stay here in the valley and and give the 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 region a chance instead of leaving? I think it's it kind of comes first from like well our our roots about like who we are in the valley there's a lot of like there's a large hispanic population down here and i think a lot of people are very like family oriented so i guess kind of the thing for me initially in high school i was dreaming big i was like oh i'm probably gonna go to somewhere in california to pursue my like tv film dreams because in california that's where all of those are coming from and then I was Lala like, Land. yeah, I was like, let's go over there or let's go to UT because they apparently have like a really good like film like, program. Film program. Yeah. But then it was kind of a li- for me, the thing was kind of like the money. And then also like, I guess I kind of didn't want to leave my family a lot, per se. I, I thought I did. But then I was like, well, I'll just give it a chance and I'll see what's up. Yeah. So exactly like how you were saying. But I, so I think the, the thing that comes with it first is like. People kind of want to like stay with their family dynamic and in any way possible, they'll try to, if they're, if they, that's what they feel. If they want to leave, well, that's okay. That's fine. But, and I think also for me, it was kind of like the Valley is a very special place that it's like, well, yeah, let me give like UTRGV a chance because it's here and it's already like kind of big. It has like the history of UTPA and then in Brownsville, UTB. Like, so yeah, let me go ahead and try it. And they do have a program that I want to get into. Um, maybe it's not as known as like the ones over in UT or in like Art Institute of California or something. But um, like, yeah, like, let me at least see what's going on. And then I think also the difference here, maybe compared to like other colleges is that everybody here in the Valley, like 
and specifically in our type of programs like everybody's very like everybody's all together trying to go for the same goal and everybody's very like guys like we're here together in the valley like we're not a very well-known place but like if we graduate together like we'll go out and we'll make great stuff together so it's a very like kind of close-knit over here versus maybe in other places yeah i feel like it's that feeling of like are we going to go join something that's already popular or are we going to be the ones to make this place popular? Mm. Right. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, and you've been in the Valley most of your life, right? Yeah. All my life. Yeah. So you're probably very aware of this catchphrase. That's very popular. That's Puro 956. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. I love it. <laughs> what does that mean to you? Puro 956. I think so at first, at first people were kind of like, thinking it was kind of ghetto but i love it i think it's great i think it's like hey, it's just a lot of like <laughs> that's san antonio i think yeah, right yeah. yeah i feel like we branch off yeah puro 956 rolls off the tongue a bit better it's I feel. nice yeah so for me i think um i think it means <clears throat> like um it's like a lot of like valley pride like Again, like how I was saying, like not many people, people in the United States don't know that we exist down here. They're like, oh, the Valley, like the South, oh, probably San Antonio, right? It's like, no, Corpus. no, no. Corpus. So that's like, oh, okay, they're getting closer, but nombre, that's not even here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's tip like. The Texas, baby. The tip yes, of Texas. The tip of Texas. Not South Padre Island, no, also. The tip. The like, tip. Like, kind of more the homeland. The, tip, the tiny bottom part, little only tiny, the tip. like, only la puntita. <laughs> Solo la puntita. Only the tip. <laughs> 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 LOL. Yeah. Um, so you you were saying that it's it's a, a form of pride. It's it's definitely a form of pride. Like again, like I was saying, it, I think people were thinking, oh, that's so ghetto. Like everybody's like making it so, but it's like no, it's not. And it's um it's like a whole group of people here in the valley that we're just very prideful and we're like, oh yeah, like. Wherever we can showcase our pride, we'll showcase it. The like, Pulga de Alamo. Yes, at the Pulga de Alamo. On even having like stickers around the world with it, like from Gene de la Garza also. He's yeah. like a valley creator. And also Tim Smith. Yes, Tim Smith. He won um, the lottery and he became famous and made us famous. Who? Tim Smith or was it? He won the lottery? Who won the lottery? No, not Tim. He won the other guy. Yes. I think so. The weather guy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I from cha- that's from Channel Four, though. Yeah. yeah. Channel okay, Four. Yeah. I know. I see. Um, so then it's 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 very uh, pride for you oriented, right? Puro Nafes. The way the what it means to me, yeah, it's like it's very pride, very pride, and it's like I was in Colorado <laughs> one time, I think probably two years ago or something, on vacation with my boyfriend and his family. And they had at the mall. They had a, they had like a like a Spanish snack shop. Oh, and we walked in just to see because we were like Colorado and Mexican snacks. Like, let's check this out and see if it's authentic. The people in there were like they were of the culture. Yeah. But I I just saw I was just like having this urge about like. 4956, like, Damn. let's go, like, look at this, like, we have, like, our little snacks here, like, you know, like, I was just very, like, overwhelmed, I guess, kind of, because Colorado, I don't know, I don't know if there's any, like, history of Colorado and the Valley, but I was very, like, like, 956, I was, like, like, rolling my R's, like, you know, just, like, <laughs> trying to, like, showcase the, like, yeah, yeah, that I'm Latina, I'm part of the culture, yeah, you, you know. just wanted to shout it. 
Yeah, I was like, let me give these white people, like hypothetical <laughs> white people, a taste of the valley. Like, let me just like do my grito. Yes. Uh, you know. Do you do a grito? Well, no, but like let's kind of it, like a. Let's hear it. Yeah. Come on, Marisol. Oh well, not on the spot. I'm a little sad. <laughs> okay. We gotta. But like in the moment, in the moment, shot. yes. Oh. With tequila shot, probably. It's almost December. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, uh, what's uh, one thing that you um, want the valley to be known for? Like, if there's something that you think the valley should be more known for this quality, what would that be? That's kind of a good question because. Arroz con frijoles. <laughs> food. We have the best food in the whole but not just United food, States. Though. Not just food, I would And think. the hottest women. Well, the ones with the most flavor. Andale! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We are but, here for that. I don't know. I don't know. For me, maybe not. Well, I guess like authentic like food. Aside from not going to Mexico, probably here, yeah, the valley. It would that would be cool. But not only food. produce. Maybe like I don't know. I don't really. But know you know, we have food. a million dollar bird industry. Oh yeah, oh, yeah we have a lot of fifty eight species of birds, and people come from all over Canada to all these places to take yeah. pictures of birds. Yeah. And people in the valley, they like see a bird, they're like, whoa, that's. They don't even notice. Yeah, they're like, hey, it's whatever. But we have a million dollar, billion, almost million dollar bird industry, birding industry. Right. Yeah. So we have a lot of tourists come from, and we also have the Basilica, oh. which is another money maker for the valley. And we also have the Winter Texans. Yeah, they come oh, yeah. for they the love, birds or for, yeah. They just, love this place, the Winter just Texans. Just the. Right. We're going to interview a Winter Texan, don't you worry? Oh, yes. Too. They like to, to drink margaritas. <laughs> And eat yeah. Mexican food. They love it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Is there anything else that you have on your mind that you want to share with the world, people who are watching, listening? Hmm. Well, I guess in regards to, to Valley, is that, like, the Valley isn't uh, way before, well, way before when, like, not way before, making it sound like it was forever ago. In 1920. <laughs> like, UTPA. Um, okay, 2015. So, before 2015, um, people were still uh, thinking of UTPA as like Taco Tech. That was something really bad. Like, really? Yes. Yes. Sounds delicious. That it was like But you know we tech. are in Ivy League school now. In Ivy League? Yeah, we are top. You, the the oh. UTSA is one of the top schools. For bringing out the best uh, professional, uh, educated, you know, um, scholars. I mean, we have come a long way. I mean, we did from recently. Going, from going from a non, from everyone who graduated high school, that's all they did. We didn't have college. We didn't have college prep high schools in the Valley. Mm -hmm. Nobody was going to college. Everybody was going to the fields, to the trucking, to the, infer the, the refineries. Now, it's completely, like, we have scholarships and, well, they're, trying to do away with that but the valley is is has been growing so much and i think it has a lot to do with education yeah that's true mm -hmm. it has so. definitely improved yeah so um but yeah that the valley is like like the valley isn't just like oh a lot of like maybe wannabe mexicans or like people who are just shouting puro 956 for no reason and like oh they're so wild they're so crazy it's like no it's just a lot of people who are just trying to like 
make names for themselves outside of the valley and help like enhance the valley. If we do get Disney down here, it's Ooh. like, I mean, you well, know. Well, we are getting a Universal Studios. Okay. Whoa. And I, I know this because I, I'm connected. But, so think about this. Not only are we getting people from New York, from Chicago, we're getting people from Miami, we're getting people from LA. They're all coming to the Valley. Why? Because they can buy a better, they have a better life. They save money. The, the economy's better. It, the climate. And so, you know, over there in LA, you know, to make movies, it's a million dollar business. So that's why they have Universal Studios in California, because they started in the Valley. Now we have them coming here because first we're passionate people. They can pay us less. We're not gonna get mad because it's still more. And the, the climate, the property. So they're gonna bring Universal Studios here and we're gonna blow up. Might be worth reporting on. It would be really cool if we get something oh, like that. Oh, we are. We are yeah. getting it. It's going to be a while, but we are getting it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Any oh. uh, Anything else that I haven't asked that you'd like to share? Mm. Anything about Manisol Villarreal, the reporter? The reporter girl. The where, reporter where can people, if, if people want to support you, where should they go? Where should they click? I do not know. Like, if they have a story, do, should they contact you yeah, or yeah. something? Oh, well, for UTRGB stuff, but it has to only be UTRGB stuff. I guess also, like, uh, if people want to, like, collaborate and maybe, like, do projects and stuff, I guess they can just find me on What's your Instagram? Facebook. My Instagram is at Mari the Herb Derp. I love which it. Which means, uh, which it's, like, kind of like a play. For anybody, for anybody who knows, like, in the 2000... It's like 2010s when memes weren't like called memes yet. They were just like troll faces or anything like that. Um, there was like a lot of like internet. That's where memes lived was just on the internet. It wasn't like, oh yeah, like it's uh, called a meme. Um, so Madi is like part of my name. And then the Herp Derp, um, Herp Derp used to be like something very popular that people used to say back then if you're like a little like, not a weirdo, but derp, derp. but they're just like, oh, yeah, like something random, something silly. So I'm like, yeah, me, like kind of I can be kind of like random and silly. So, yeah, let me put that as my Instagram. And then, yeah, I have that. Mari Herp Derp. Mari the Herp Derp. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Mari the Herp Derp. We're going to make a t-shirt, Herp Derp. Oh, so, yeah. But I don't know. Now, I think now looking back, it's kind of cringy now because it's like so out of, it's so outdated now that I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should change it. I've been thinking about changing it, but yeah. But if anybody wants to. Like, okay, well, reach out. Facebook then. Facebook, Facebook, yeah. Facebook, yeah. But I don't really post to Facebook or anything, but it's just more like I'm always checking it. Like, I have the apps and stuff. Do you have the like, X? Do you find that sometimes, like, you have to stop yourself and say, okay, that's enough. I'm only going to do... Like, myself, I only do media a certain time amount, and then when that's... I look at the clock, okay, that's it. I put my phone away because it kind of takes me away from... You Life. know, interacting with social in, in environments and just instead of a screen... Like uh, trying to limit screen time yes. or something? No. I haven't, I haven't like yeah, done anything. Yeah, I know. I, I wish. Do you think that, that, we're, that in like maybe that in the in the future that we're going to have media still? Or do you think that it's going to be obsolete? Oh, I think we're still going to have media for sure in some, in some type of way, shape. Yeah. Or form, but we're gonna yeah. have it on our head in our yeah. In our head. Because I don't think it's ever gonna second, go away. Wait a second. I'm talking about like when they're global 
you know, uh, global warming, the weather's going to change, and then what? Everybody's going to be like, what What are we going to do? We're going to live in the moon. We're, we're not exactly in the moon and satellites and stuff. Probably right. You're I'm probably sure everybody's well. still going to find a way because pe people can't live without, like, absorbing some type of media knowledge it has a, knowledge. Yeah. a lot of knowledge though now we have so much knowledge at our fingertips yeah knowledge knowledge is power any final words hmm herp derp I know. <laughs> I know a lot of people have asked me like what does that mean um before i used to always like be so quick to explain but now i'm like oh, i have to explain that Back then, when memes weren't considered memes, like there wasn't a name for a meme. It was just troll faces and like people just being random online. Yeah, I remember. I remember the baby. Oh yeah, like the the little that baby. Was, I think the that dancing was, baby. That was, think oh, that was the, the dancing baby yeah. also too. Yeah, yeah. dancing baby. So. Um, well, Marisol, I want to yeah. thank you for making the time to come all the way to Westlaco and uh, give us a little bit of uh, your your story of what you do. Um, thank you so much for coming. Of course. So you Thank have you to say something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh, yes. I need to say something also. Well, yes. quick shout out. So, yes. Give any okay. shout outs. Yeah, shout out. Shout out. So a quick shout out. This outfit was put together by the owner of Modern Vintage Backdoor. You can stand up and show everybody here. I should show. Should I? Yeah. Just let me know about like Just framing and stuff. Just oh, Don't worry. Ugh. But, okay, yes. Yeah, it was by Miss Kitty. So <laughs> this outfit... It was put together I by the owner it. of where we shot our podcast. Backdoor so. Modern Vintage. Yeah, yes. Backdoor so Modern Vintage. This is very, like, when I, when I saw you, I thought, I think you're, like, you, your soul is some good, kind of, you know, free. Cute. And I could feel your energy, and so I said, this is it. Groovy. Yeah. And this is what I like do groovy. when people come in the store, and they're, like, they have no idea, and I have no idea. I kind of ask them, you know, well you know, a little bit about their personality and, you know, what their favorite color is. And then I just kind of put whatever I want on them. Love anyway, but I, I think she liked it. Did you? That was cute. Yeah, like, would you wear this? No. You wouldn't wear this? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Maybe maybe the vest, but the dress is kind of something a little, like, But you look extra, really. It but looks, it's cute. I love it. I think it's it, cute. this is probably one of my favorite stylings that we've done. It's very, it's like, cute. It's one of my favorite stylings. And thank you for letting, trusting me and, and I really, I yeah. just, yeah. And so all of this stuff is for sale here, back to Mar Vintage. And, uh, hey, La Model. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm going to have you be in our next fashion show. That would be cool. Yeah. I don't mind doing MC, fashion shows MC. and things like that. MC. MC. Oh, yeah, MC. Be I'll be an MC no, and a model. model. An 